Oh, it's good to be here. Open your Bibles with me this morning. We're going to take a look here in John and go to John chapter 19 with me. John chapter 19. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Today we're going to talk about three words. Three words. I'm going to let you pause for a second, let you guess what those three words are. But there's three words we're going to talk about and we're going to talk about what those words mean and what those words represent. And the words that we're going to talk about today is, it is finished. Yes. Find a neighbor, text somebody, holler out your front door, open up your back door, go yell at your dog or your cat, whoever you can find, tell somebody today that it is finished. All right, John chapter 19. And we're going to pick up here in verse 28, and it says this, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill scripture, he said, I'm thirsty. And a jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked it in a sponge, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. It is finished. All right, now we're going to talk about this word. This word, these, these three words in the English language, it is finished, is one word in the Greek. When the Bible was written way back, when this was translated, it was written in Greek here. And we're going to talk about what that Greek word means. Now the first word, uh, it's, it's the word tetelestai. Tetelestai. I looked it up. I looked it up. You can Google it right now because nobody's going to judge you, but it's tetelestai. And it comes from the word teleo. Now, the word teleo means to bring to an end, to complete, or to accomplish. Now, this word we're talking about comes from the word teleo. In the Strong's Concordance, that's Greek, uh, and it's number 5055 in Strong's Concordance, teleo, and it means to bring to an end, complete or accomplish, which is amazing by itself. That word, when you think about it in context of what Jesus did for us, that he uh, brought to an end, he completed, and he accomplished. Now, the word, it has this idea. It's not just um, you finish something. It is that you had a goal, and you set out to accomplish that goal, and you finished that goal. That's what teleo is, okay? Teleo means I had a plan and I accomplished my plan. And I want to tell you today that Jesus had a plan and he accomplished that plan. Okay, now listen, uh, something else you should know is this word tetelestai and teleo. The tetelestai is only used twice in the New Testament and it's both right here. Uh, the word finished, in my translation, Jesus knew that his ministry was now finished. That is tetelestai. And then when Jesus says in verse 30, when Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. That is the only two places in the New Testament where this word is used. Now, what's so great about the word tetelestai is a couple things. Number one, tetelestai was an accounting term. All of you accountants out there, high fives. Number crunchers. Tetelestai was an accounting term that they used back when Jesus was walking the earth in physical form, Tetelestai. And you would find the word Tetelestai 
on bills. When you owed somebody money and you paid them that money, they would write on there, T telestai. And it means that this debt has been paid in full. Is that sinking in? Because those are the words that Jesus said when he was on the cross. He said, I've, he knew his work, his mission was finished. And he said in verse 30, when he tasted it, he said, it is finished. Tetelestai, the debt has been paid. That's what Jesus said. Those were his last words on the cross. Tetelestai, it is finished. The debt has been paid. The goal that I had, the mission that I had, that I started out to fulfill, to accomplish, has been paid. It is done. And here is what is so great about the word tetelestai. It is in, in the Greek language, tetelestai is in the perfect past tense form. So it doesn't just mean that this happened, and that's the end of the story. This is what the word tetelestai. So when Jesus said, and he's on the cross, and he's up there, and he says, it is finished, and he's up there, and he's hanging, and he's looking around, and he says, it is finished. He's not just saying, it is finished, I'm done. Tetelestai means this, that it is done, and the effect of it is still happening today. That is what the present perfect or the past, the perfect past tense, there you go. The perfect past tense means that it was done and the effects of what was done still last today. And they keep moving forward. So when Jesus said, it is finished, he didn't mean I finished mowing the lawn. He didn't say I just paid the bill. He said, it is finished, it is done. And what I have done will last from now to forever. Come on! I just lost my microphone. Excuse me a minute while I get resituated. I just get so excited sometimes that I just can't help myself. T telestai. Is my microphone, is it working? Is it fixed? It is finished. The debt has been paid. And it is going from now until forever. That's what Jesus was saying when he said it is finished. It wasn't just three English words. It wasn't just a phrase. Jesus wasn't just saying, I'm done. This is finished. I can finally go back to heaven and be with my father now, and I don't have to walk around in human form. That's not what he was saying. He was saying the debt has been settled. This bill is paid from now and forevermore. When you get a bill and you pay that bill, they used to write in the New Testament, in these days when Jesus was walking the earth, they would write on there, T-Telestai, and it meant that that bill was paid for now and forever. And so when Jesus said that, when he was on the cross talking to all those people, Jesus knew the impact of that word. And that's why he used that phrase, because he wanted you to know that the work that he completed on the cross all those years ago still applies today to you. That's a praise break right there. Somebody get your praise on. Get on up and dance around in a circle. Hoot and holler, wave your, wave your wavy thing. Whatever those wavy things are, just get up and wave them in the air. Now that's what the word means. That's what the word it is finished means. But what is the work that Jesus finished on the cross? 
What is it that Jesus did that he said, it is now finished? And that's a really good question. And maybe you've gone to church your whole life and you know the answer to those questions. Maybe you could recite them in your sleep. But maybe you're watching this service today and you have no idea. Maybe you don't know much about Jesus. And I know that I jumped in at the end of this story. You know, um, you know this would probably really be something you preached on, on Good Friday when Jesus went to the cross. And most people would preach on Sunday about Jesus coming out of the tomb. But I just felt in my spirit that it was really important for us to talk about today what Jesus said and what the, the, the weight and the implication of what he was saying to us means. So maybe you don't even know the full story. We're picking up at the very end. But just, just hours before this, Jesus was at his Passover dinner with his disciples and then he went out to go pray. And then he was betrayed by Judas in the garden. Peter grabbed a sword and cut off somebody's ear. And then Jesus picked up the ear, put it back on the guy's head, and it reattached itself. Then Jesus is sent to both Herod and to Pilate. And neither one of these guys want to send Jesus to the cross. But the Jews of the day were so convinced that Jesus was just bad news and bad for business that he needed to be killed. And so they ended up just pushing against Pilate so much that Pilate finally said, fine, you can crucify him. But he grabbed some water and he said, I'm washing my hands of this. And they took him out. They took Jesus out and they beat him and they whipped him and they did terrible things to him. The Bible says they put a crown of thorns on his head and jammed it down there. They took him out and they beat him 39 times with this cat of nine tails, it was called. It was a leather whip. And it had all kinds of stuff in there. You can read that talks about how they had bone tied to the end of it. They had, they had glass and metal shards and all kinds of things, lead, lead tips at the end of the whip, and they would beat him with it. And the Bible says that his body was ripped apart. And then they made him carry this cross out to the, to the hill that is called the Skull or Golgotha or Calvary. Some of you may know it as. And they carried him out there. Then they nailed him to that cross, and they put him up there, to die. And this is where we jump in the middle of the story. And right before Jesus is about to release his spirit, it says here, he uses these words, it is finished. Now I told you what those words meant. Now let's talk about for a minute, let's talk about for a minute what the work was that he finished. Go with me to Matthew chapter 27. In verse 50, Matthew 27, 50. I can hear your pages turning. It's a wonderful, wonderful sound. 2750 is the same story, but it's got a little bit of a different spin on it, and I wanted to read this to you. Picking up in verse 50, you can go back to verse 45 if you want, and it's the same account of those two verses we just read. In the book of John, verse 50 says, Then Jesus shouted out again, and he released his spirit. So we know what he shouted. If you cross-reference it with what we read in John, what Jesus shouted was, It is finished! 
When I, when I read the book of John, always in my head, I always had this picture of Jesus on the cross, mutilated and beaten and bloodied and weak from lack of sleep and lack of uh, blood in his body and just being beaten. That's the picture on my head. And he always just kind of barely got those words out. It was like his last words. He was about to die. He said, it is finished. And the Bible says he releases his spirit. But Matthew's account gives us a different picture where Jesus is on the cross. And what I love about this is this shows you that Jesus' spirit still must have been strong for him to muster up that energy to shout out, it is finished. It is finished! He's on the cross. And the Bible says he releases his spirit after he shouts this out. And it says, at that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened up. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. So Jesus is on the cross and he says, it is finished. Shouts it out, according to Matthew. The Bible says he releases his spirit. He lets his spirit go. The Bible says at that moment, at that moment, the veil, which was in the temple. Now, if you do any reading on the veil, um, the Old Testament talks about what, what was needed for it to be made and what it did. And the veil in the Old Testament, when the Jews would go to the temple to go worship God, the veil that they're talking about right here is what separated the Holy of Holies and the holy place. Now, the Holy of Holies or the most holy place was where God's presence on earth was. And up to that point, there was this thick veil. And the Bible talks about how big it was. If you go read about when Solomon built the temple, how big it was. And, and best guess that we have is that veil was about 40 feet, between 40 and 60 feet high. And then you can read, according to early Jewish traditions of the day, that veil, it wasn't a thin sheet. According to Jewish traditions of the day, that veil was up to four inches thick of braided material that was 40 to 60 feet high. Now, I'll tell you what, that is a big piece of cloth. And the Bible says that when Jesus said it is finished and he released his spirit, that veil was ripped in half from top to bottom. And what does that represent? Why, why is that significant? Because up to that point, the veil had separated God and man. And you couldn't go beyond that veil but once a year. And only the high priest could do that one time a year. And when the high priest did it, they had to go in and offer sacrifices. And they had to be really careful so that they didn't die in God's presence. And so when this veil was ripped in half from top to bottom, it was a sign to you and me that now that Jesus came and paved the way and he laid his life down and was the sacrifice for us, that his blood was shed, he paid a price, paving a way for me and you to have access to God. When Jesus died on the cross, he made us right in God's eyes. Come on. I'm glad my wife is here. But I can hear you cheering from far away at this exciting good news. The Bible calls this the good news. This is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, 
What was the work that Jesus finished? Well, one of the works that he finished was he laid his life down. Let's look at this. In Romans chapter 3, the Bible says that he laid his life down. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, Everybody has sinned. Everybody has sinned. If you've got a neighbor, you can look at them right now and say, You've sinned. And if you got a neighbor on the other side, you can look at that other person and be like, I know you've sinned too. And then what you should do is you should point the finger at yourself and say, I know that you've sinned. The Bible says everybody has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. And he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. And that penalty of our sins was separation from God. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. When Jesus went to the cross for you, he paid the price that you never, ever could pay. He went and did that for you and for your mom and for your dad and for your aunt and uncle, your grandma and your grandpa, your grandkids, your grandkids, grandkids, your grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. Jesus, when he said, Tetelestai, this work lasts from now until forever, he was talking about forever and the work that he did lasts forever. I'm getting myself all worked up right now. Forever. If you've ever seen the sandlot, you know what I'm talking about. So he says that God presented in verse 25, Jesus as a sacrifice for our sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. So one of the works, one of the things that Jesus was saying, it is finished, what was finished was that veil that was separating you from God was ripped in half and there was a new way through the blood of Jesus Christ where you had access to God, where your life could be changed and transformed by the blood of Jesus Christ through him into God's presence. Your life was changed. Now let's look at another thing. The Bible says that Jesus in Luke chapter 19 verse 10 says that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Now let's go look at Luke chapter 4. This is my last section of scripture we're going to look at this morning. Luke chapter 4 says this, and this is for somebody today. This is for somebody today. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what is happening in your circumstances. But I want you to know before you leave this message today, before you finish and you finish having church wherever you're at, I want you to know today that when Jesus said it is finished, it was finished then, and it continues, those effects continue forever. And what the, the work that Jesus did was he made you right before God. He made you right with God. He paid the price that you could never pay. And these are the things that Jesus came to do that we see here in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. This is the account of when Jesus had gone out into the wilderness and he was out there for 40 days fasting and the, the devil came and was tempting him. 
And the Bible says that he came back out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And then it says here he shows up and he goes to church. The Bible says in verse 17 that he, he finds a scroll in the temple and he opens the scroll and he begins to read. And this is what he reads. Now I'm reading in the New Living Translation again. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. Maybe you are captive somewhere in your life today. Maybe your thoughts are held captive by the enemy. Maybe you are in captive to fear. Maybe you are uh, being uh, held in captive by addiction in your life. Maybe you have all kinds of things that are holding you captive and you want freedom and you need freedom. Jesus came to set the captive free. It says that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Now that's the New Living Translation. If you read the King James and the New King James, it adds in something that's not in the New Living Translation. And what it adds in here is it says, He came to heal the brokenhearted. And when Jesus was up on that cross and he says, it is finished, it is finished, it is finished. I've paid the price and I've made a way for all of these things. I came to seek and save the lost. I came to uh, bring good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. All of these things were finished when Jesus went to the cross and paid the price. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're going through in your life. But I do know this today. That that word, it is finished. It is so good. That debt's been paid in full and Jesus made a way for you. And the work that he finished was healing the brokenhearted. Now, if you're brokenhearted, you can go because of the blood of Jesus Christ when he made you right with God. You can go to the Father and have those broken hearts healed. If you are held up in captive by something, you can go because Jesus died on the cross. You can go to the Father and be set free. If you are dealing with emotional problems, if you are dealing with physical problems, if you're dealing with things in your life, that are holding you back from what you know God wants you to walk in because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you can go to the Father and be set free and be redeemed because Jesus paid the price. It is finished. You don't have to keep hoping. You don't have to keep wishing. You don't have to keep saying, if only, if only, if only. Because when Jesus got on that cross, when he climbed up on that cross by his own free will and he chose to get up there for you, he said, it is finished. I've done this. I've done lick this. These guys don't got to fight no more because I'm paying the price that they can never pay and I'm up here laying my life down for them. And now from today for all time, it is finished. That price is paid.